Welcome to the Say Yes to Life podcast. Here at CrossFit Advantage, we believe that life is a team sport where every person, no matter who you are, is the most valuable player in the game. We are a community of humble, hungry, happy, helpful people whose mission is to improve quality of life through health and fitness. All right, we are back. Episode 21 of the Say Yes to Life podcast, all about monostructural movements, metabolic conditioning, cardio, all kinds of things. It'll make sense later in the episode. I'm here with Cody. Cody, how are you doing today? I'm good, Lo. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Okay, so the CrossFit methodology combines GMW, right? Gymnastics, monostructural, and weightlifting. We've done episodes on weightlifting, on gymnastics. Now we're talking about the M, monostructural. So what the heck is that? Yeah, it's a fancy word. And I guess an easy way to think of it would be um, like your movements that you typically see, not in CrossFit, but in other programs as like your cardio movements. So running, biking, swimming, uh, rowing, things like that. And obviously we like to get our cardio a little bit differently than monostructural only, but that's how we kind of define monostructural. So if you think about like a really good, uh, like a well-rounded workout would be a 400 meter run, uh, 10 pull-ups and 15 front squats. That is a really good balanced workout because it has a monostructural movement, a gymnastics movement and a weightlifting movement. So monostructural, we're kind of referring to movements that they don't have external load. They aren't a gymnastics shape or skill. And the intent is it, it's typically a, you know, a single motion that's repeated over and over until it elicits a metabolic or cardio response. Gotcha. Okay. So you just gave some examples of certain movements that count as monostructural. So running, biking, swimming, but could you also take something like air squats, throw them into a workout with a couple other things, and then has that monostructural effect? Yeah, so air squats, I would, um, they, they could be considered monostructural. Uh, you could also consider gymnastics because it's body weight and it's a, almost a strength movement with a little bit more significant range of motion, whereas monostructural typically has a little bit less range of motion. Um, but you could also consider double unders, maybe even like box jump overs could fall into that monostructural category. And the truth is like, we aren't super tied to, um, the exact definition, like a definition is either going to be useful or not useful. So we don't have to paint it. Like we don't have to put it into a monostructural box and say, every time we're doing box jump overs, it's monostructural. Like, uh, it just gives us like a framework for like how to piece things together, make sure that we'll, that we're well-rounded and not doing only strength training only gymnastics or only monostructural. Like the idea is that we want to be good at all these things anyways. So if it ends up kind of bleeding over into a couple different boxes, that's, that's definitely cool. Um, so yeah, I guess it's a little bit fuzzy. Uh, some movements are inherently going to be monostructural. Some movements can be monostructural based on the way they're uh, implemented or executed. Yeah. So would you say in general, maybe not in all cases, but in general, monostructural is like movements that, get your heart rate up. There's no external load and not a ton of range of motion. Yeah, that's a pretty, pretty good way to define it. Something that you're not going to be limited 
uh, too much by your skill or by the load. And you could just continue to repeat that, that movement over and over. Um, that'd be a great way to think about it. Burpees. Good example. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably a great example. Cool. All right. Just trying to pull out <laughs> all the movements in my head. Yeah. Like, Does this count? Does this count? Now, uh, sometimes burpees feel like weightlifting, because, <laughs> but, uh, but they're, they're monostructural. <laughs> yes. They often feel like weightlifting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty good, okay. pretty good range of motion on those, but that would definitely count those. As, you're never going to fail a burpee, right? You can keep going on those. So I would uh, throw those. But, uh, be surprised. <laughs> sometimes you just spend a little bit too much time on the ground, but yes. Most times, hopefully you get back up. I'm doing tempo burpees. You don't know me. <laughs> tempo burpees. All right. We're going to see those next week in the program. <laughs> Come to class. Tempo burpees. All right. Next question is about CrossFit's pyramid model of fitness. So in this model, we've talked about it before in that nutrition episode. So at the base of the pyramid, you have nutrition. And next up is metabolic conditioning. And if you go up, you have other things like weightlifting and gymnastics. So my question is, why is Metcon where it is on the pyramid? Absolutely. So you need to have that, uh, that metabolic, that conditioning base. Uh, it's more important than our gymnastic skills and our weightlifting skills because long-term, that's a big part of what's going to keep you healthy, happy, and performing well throughout the rest of your life, right? If you don't have the, the gas tank or the engine, to continue to get tasks done, improving your skills and drills and gymnastic strength or your external load strength is going to be really limited. Um, real world application, think about like the strongest person that you know that doesn't do any conditioning. If you ask them to help you move, they're going to be really great to get that dresser um, into the truck, but then they're going to need to take a break because they don't have the metabolic conditioning to continue to repeat that action or that task. And so that metabolic conditioning base is really vital. Um, and on like, maybe like, I hope I don't mix up my words here, but like on a deeper level, metabolic conditioning is also, you can also look at it as your body's ability to take your food and turn it into energy. Like, can I metabolize uh, what I ate, what I drank, turn it into energy and function as a person. And so while the gymnastic skills and weightlifting skills are some of our most fun and sexy things that we do, a, a very defining characteristic of CrossFit, don't forget that the metabolic conditioning, that base, um, needs to be there before we start adding on some of our higher loads and higher skills. So when we talk about metabolic conditioning, we aren't only talking about our monostructural movements, but we're talking about that conditioning. And so we like to strive to blur the distinction between strength training and cardio because nature has no regard for the distinction and it punishes those that separate them. And one of our favorite ways to get that conditioning early on is with our monostructural movements because typically our monostructural movements don't require a lot of skill or a lot of practice. Almost everybody we could put on a stationary bike and get a metabolic response from. Not everybody on day one or day two, can we have them do snatches and muscle ups and get the metabolic response that we want? For them, it's gonna be very high skill, pretty high level strength, and we won't get the conditioning that we like. So while metabolic conditioning and monostructural are a little bit different by definition, our monostructural movements are a great way uh, to get that metabolic conditioning in. It's like ordering a salad at a restaurant. You don't know exactly what else to order 
And so you know that the salad will be a pretty okay choice. Um, let's just get that salad. Metabolic conditioning can kind of be that sometimes. Um, it's not flashy. It's nothing like, not. it's not quite all of the substance, sustenance that you need, big picture, but it it's a really good base. You're gonna get some micronutrients, some good stuff in, and then you can kind of worry about your other stuff later. Um, so that's kind of how we see metabolic conditioning and monostructural and how they're kind of the same, but kind of different. Gotcha. I think metabolic conditioning is also the first thing we notice when we feel like we're out of shape. Like if you do a workout, say it's a 21 minute AMRAP and by minute four, you're already smoked. And then you try to push through and by minute 21, you're on the ground. Like, you know, you have people come in for the first time after months of not working out and say, I'm so out of shape. I got to get my cardio up. You'll hear that a lot. Um, so I think it's one of the first things we notice about ourselves when we haven't been coming to the gym. Yeah, it it, it goes away fast, but it comes back really fast too. Um, typically, like for a sport, depending on the sport and the output, uh, you'll have like a six or eight week training camp because you can get uh, really elite world-class conditioning in six to eight weeks. You cannot get world-class strength and skill in six to eight weeks. And so while it might feel like the first thing to to go if you take a week off um every week you take off we need one day <laughs> till it comes back right i'm making that stat up so don't don't quote me on that too too hard but it comes back very quickly as well um that's nice right like our gymnastic skills and our weightlifting skills and strength take a while to build and they uh they tend to stay though they don't go away as quickly whereas our conditioning um it might leave quick but it comes back really quick as well Gotcha. All right. So it's not often in CrossFit that we see long, quote unquote, cardio sessions. So we don't really run a ton of 5Ks together or do marathon rows, although we did one time, uh, but it's been a while. So the most we typically run in a workout is 200 meters to about a mile, maybe two miles if it's a hero workout. Uh, but they're often in the mix with something else. So my question is, why do we mix everything together instead of having separated cardio days and weightlifting days? Yeah, I love this question so much. And like, I think this question is why it, it's what makes CrossFit so special and so unique is that, like I said earlier, we strive to blur the distinction between cardio and lifting. Never in real life will a police officer have to run somebody down and then have someone else wrestle them. Do you want to be conditioned or do you want to be strong? Do you want to be conditioned or do you want to be fast? Do you want to be fast or do you want to be strong? Our answer is yes. We're very selfish and we want everything. As humans, um, it's all important to us. And just for the record, when you say cardio, we don't really use that word a ton. We like the word metabolic conditioning. And we see conditioning as um, you know, a combination of cardio and stamina and skill and variety of tasks. And so our best conditioning days aren't a 5k that's decent conditioning but it's not very dynamic there's not a ton there our best conditioning days are where there's a combination of maybe adding some gymnastics or adding some weightlifting into the task um like i said ask if you know you just moved recently moving is exhausting because you're lifting you're twisting you have different planes of motion uh you have you know increased and decreased speeds throughout the task and humans, that's a lot more how we were built to perform. In my old job, it was a very task-oriented job. And never one time in my entire career 
in a gunfight did we have to put on our tennis shoes and jog for 45 minutes. It never happened, not one time. But you sprint, you dive, you pick something up, you carry a buddy. Um, it's it's Life is a lot more seemingly random than it is just repeating emotion over and over and over and over. And we love the aerobic base workouts. We love those simple monostructural days like um, like a rowing day, a 5K row, a 5K run. But they carry over to other things way less than the other way around. So for example, a 5K, we have a ton of athletes at our gym that will run a 5K once or twice a year and we don't need to train for it. Because we have the metabolic conditioning from our CrossFit workouts, all we have to do is step out on the street and we can run a 5K. Some of our athletes run a 5K in 18, 19, 20 minutes and they don't specialize in running. They're just fit enough to hit the street, smash it and rock and roll. A couple of years ago, we had some athletes that did the Seattle Marathon with no training. They were doing CrossFit, they were very fit, and they just stepped out and did the marathon. That fires me up. There's a lot of programs that you can do like couch to 5K and um, like a, a long progression where you're accumulating miles and miles per week for a marathon. And there's nothing against that mindset or that, 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 that way of training. But what we found is that by doing CrossFit, you can step into a cardio event and do fine. We won't win, but we can typically beat 85% of people that are doing that event and train specifically for it, um, where the other way around is not necessarily true. If you spend all of your time training for an endurance event, you will not be able to survive a CrossFit task. And so that's why we spend more time with our couplets, our triplets, um, our CrossFit workouts, because we can drag and drop that fitness into an endurance event very, very easily. If you take a 100-meter sprinter, fastest humans on the planet, they could run a half marathon much closer to a half marathon runner's pace than that half marathon runner could run a 100-meter sprint pace proportionally. Does that kind of make sense? So it's much easier for a sprint athlete, a power athlete, a strength athlete, a skill athlete to slow down and keep going than it is for that long endurance athlete to speed up and have the strength and skill to keep up with athletes that do the stuff that we do. So that's why if you have a marathon runner, they're going to beat you at that one event, a long distance event, but a CrossFitter will typically beat them by a much bigger margin at just about anything else. Does that kind of help a little bit? Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, I think we've talked about this before. There's nothing wrong with, you know, running that 5K, running that marathon, half marathon. Um, but in the long run, you're probably going to get the most bang for your buck, you know, doing workouts that combine weightlifting with monostructural movements, with gymnastics movements, because then you can kind of go back and forth between the two. If you're only, a, you know, quote unquote, an endurance athlete, like that's awesome. But, you know, when you come to the gym and do heavy DT, uh, you know, a barbell cycling workout, it's it might be a little tough. So it's gonna be real um, tough. That's a cool yeah. story too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a cool story about uh, the people who do the Seattle marathon. I hadn't heard that one before. It's pretty cool. Like I, like we say that in theory, but to actually put it to the test was, was really cool. And like I said, we have a lot of us that will do a couple five K's a year with no training. You don't need to, you know, train for three miles, but 26 miles, that's a different story. And so to put that to the test was really cool. Uh, Paul, you know, one of our athletes here, he ran a half marathon on Saturday 
and he put a little extra training into it because he wanted to he wanted to do well he wanted to uh not just finish it but he wanted to be able to push it and uh i love that i i love this idea of this well-rounded version of fitness to where we could do anything at any time but every once in a while you kind of swing one way or another to focus on it and then what did paul do he ran his half marathon on saturday and then yesterday monday he's back in the gym back on crossfit so now he's back to five days a week of crossfit and then he won't do any additional running for a minute so i love this like let's shoot right down the middle but every once in a while let's ping out for a little bit different uh for some variety sometimes like i said earlier like my i'm getting ready for some weightlifting stuff right now does my metabolic conditioning and my uh, monostructural suffer for sure but i'm attacking this thing once it's over i'm going to come back to home base and go from there we have some athletes that do the same thing with their gymnastics movements i really want to focus on this and then come back to me i think that's a beautiful expression of crossfit and a great way to use crossfit to get where you want to go uh with with your goals absolutely all right what are some of the benefits of metabolic conditioning for your physical health and just overall quality of life oh my gosh i love this so first of all anything that gets your heart rate up and gets your blood pumping is going to help you be a better person. And so we, we encourage all of those things. Uh, metabolic conditioning, uh, it's going to decrease your resting heart rate. Um, it's going to give you some, uh, some chemicals, some BDNF um, that really, is really positive for your brain, uh, improve your mood, um, all that kind of stuff. You even talk about like, you know, like that runner's high where you get like that adrenaline, that dopamine, all those positive things. Um, anytime that you can keep your body moving for a sustained amount of time. There's going to be some huge physical, mental, and emotional benefits um, for sure. What's nice about some of our monostructural or metabolic conditioning days is you're not as limited by your technique or your strength. And so sometimes you can push your metabolic conditioning days really, really hard where you can't quite push some of your weightlifting days yet because you have to get the technique down and you have to accumulate strength. And so sometimes the metabolic conditioning days are really great to attack and lean into it and, uh, and really push yourself and, and get some good intensity that maybe you don't have the ability to get in our other days yet. Yeah, I think that's part of the reason why track wads are so fun because it takes out a lot of the other variables. You don't have to worry about, you know, how heavy you're going and your technique on your snatch. Like you can just push that pace, get your heart rate get your heart rate up, get blood pumping. And it's, you know, something that you can feel good about, um, like physically and mentally too. Um, just a side note about track wads. They're super fun. Um, keep going, Cody. Yeah. It's also just kind of like a nice field trip. Like you get out there and you can all see each other at the track. You know, when we run 400 meters, uh, here at the gym, I can't see you unless we're like at the same corner. So when we can all be out there together, having fun, uh, you can't, you can't beat it for sure. So, um, but uh, yeah, there's just there's just so many benefits to continuing that metabolic conditioning um, in your training forever, right? I think we don't like to lean into extremes. So like the person that only does metabolic conditioning, man, you have a lot of you have a lot of gaps in your fitness. The person that doesn't do any, you have a lot of gaps in your fitness. Like it is a huge pillar in our training program, along with our weightlifting and gymnastics, that it needs to have some focus. We need our metabolic conditioning. Uh, for our program to work. And I think typically metabolic conditioning, I see it's either underused or overused. We call them cardio kings and queens. All they do is cardio. They don't develop any skills, any strength. 
And uh, not only is that unfortunate in their fitness, but when real life tasks come up, they're a little bit less useful. We saw, we see people that put um, a lot of emphasis on their weightlifting and gymnastics, but they don't have any capacity, so they can't continue their task and, and all that stuff. So uh, we need it all. We're very selfish. Uh, don't under or overuse your metabolic conditioning. Um, but I would also say too that metabolic conditioning, um, and our, especially like our monostructural movements, these are great to add on top of CrossFit once a week if you'd like to, because they typically don't leave you too sore. Uh, they're nice. They're enjoyable. You don't usually need a coach for you know improving technique or movement on these. Uh, so adding you know adding an interval day or a long slow distance day per week on your own, this would be something that's really easy to add to your week. Where adding a weightlifting session or gymnastic session into your week without guidance can be really challenging. Yeah, I was going to add. So speaking of adding in a little bit of metabolic conditioning once a week, um, as part of our programming here at the gym, we do have aerobic capacity work. So Cody, if people are interested in just adding in a little bit more, could you talk a little bit about what that aerobic capacity programming will do for you and how you can access it? Yeah, definitely. So if you email info at CrossFitAdvantage.com, and say, uh, tell me more about, um, you know, the aerobic capacity training. We basically are using this program from Chris Hinshaw. Chris Hinshaw is um, the uh, subject matter expert for CrossFit on all things endurance and capacity. He's also part of the Mayhem team along with us on Bergner Strength. And uh, so he provides some programming that we put out weekly uh, that has some variety in the week. So I think what you don't want to do if you do want to take on some additional metabolic conditioning or monostructural is you don't want to do the same thing every day or the same thing every week. You do want some variety um, in that. And the programming that he provides that we distribute uh, has a lot of variety. It's, it's, our, it's really simple, but really effective. And it's going to kind of help improve. Like right now, there's a, um, it's like improve your mile time. So every you know one day a week, there's some mile work and then some longer, slower um pieces as well but if you email us and let us know you're interested we will make sure we get you on that weekly distribution uh to get that information sweet yeah i do like the variety in it sometimes when i'm trying to come up with bonus work or just i'm thinking to myself oh i should probably you know do a little bit more conditioning today i just kind of i'll just like run 400s or like do like 20 minutes on the rower 30 seconds hard 30 seconds off but this program has variety every day. I'm just looking at this week. So like Wednesdays, like a salt bike alternating between arms and legs and like 40 seconds easy, 20 seconds moderate, 10 seconds fast. And then Thursdays, like a rowing workout. And then Friday is some more running. Um, So it keeps it interesting. And all of these, it looks like they are relatively short, you know, probably between, would you say like 10 and no more than about 30 minutes and then you can easily add on at the end of your workout. Yeah, definitely. And again, just because you're working on endurance doesn't mean it has to be really, really long. Like those interval days, those medium uh, time domain days are really, really valuable. Awesome. Yeah. So don't hesitate to email info across the advantage. If you're interested in some more metabolic conditioning, it'll make you a better person. We promise. (laughs) All right. That is just about all we have for today. Cody, anything else you want to have? You want to add? No, I thought that was really a a great, uh, great episode, especially to wrap up our 
our GWM series, right? Gymnastics, weightlifting, monostructural. Just keep in mind that you are as fit as you are balanced in these three. And so if you have any glaring holes, put a little extra time in that, but don't swing all of your training uh, to that direction. Continue to get better at all three and you're going to be amazed what you can do. You're going to be a little superhuman and that's, and that's so much fun. That's what we love about our program. Um, monostructural, um, add it into your week somehow if you want a little bit extra. Attack it when you see it. And um, that's all we got. I love it. All right. Thanks, Cody. Thanks, Lo. That's a wrap on episode 21 of the Say Yes to Life podcast. Summer is an amazing time to get outside and throw a little extra metabolic conditioning into your training, even if it's just once a week. Maybe it's every Monday you stay 20 minutes after class to row outside or do that aerobic capacity bonus work. Remember, as much as we hate that echo bike, it is so good for our bodies and overall fitness. Have a great day and we will see you soon.